coming out of 2020 and into a new year, there ought to be a sound of praise that erupts from your soul. Hallelujah. There's just a little determination inside of me that wants every devil to know you didn't silence me, you didn't steal my praise. Just to show you on the first service of 2021, I think somebody ought to give God their greatest praise you've ever given him. Don't save the best for last. What if we gave the best first? Let's give our best right now. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving. I will enter his courts with praise. I will bless the Lord at all times. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. I think sometimes we need to let the devil know and other times we need to let ourselves know I'm still going to praise Amen I think it would be appropriate to start this year off by reading a scripture from the book of Acts chapter 2 Amen Acts chapter 2 Anybody know anything about Acts chapter 2 around here? Man, when anybody just says Acts 2, there ought to be something that just kind of bubbles out of you. says, "Uh uh-oh, here we go. About to get crazy in here. Acts chapter 2. I'll read another verse of scripture as well from the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 12. I want to say thank you to East Wind Pentecostal Church for just being a friend to my family and I thank you for your love and support and your prayers for our family we love this church we love the people that makes this church we love the leadership give honor to Bishop Myers and his beautiful wife and Pastor Myers and his beautiful wife and and their family I love them and I am honored and grateful to be able to call them friends that I get to rub shoulders with and and, uh, just serve the Lord alongside these great men and women of God Amen. We love this church, and I'm thankful that my wife and my son is with me. They don't always get to come with me when I come see y'all. And uh, y'all seem to treat me better when she's with me. So I said, you're coming. You're coming. Amen. Y'all treat me good all the time, but even better when she's with me. And that's all right. Amen. Somebody say in Jesus' name. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord and in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house. Those are the words right there I want you to focus in on right there. It filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire and it sat upon each of them and they were all filled somebody say filled filled amen 
they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Second Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 12, reading from the New King James. Scripture says, And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. I'm going to preach to you this morning with the help of the Lord. There is revival in this place. Oh, I think somebody feels that. There is revival in this place. Oh, I don't just believe it. I know it. There is revival in this place. Would you lift your hands unto the Lord and open your heart and declare with me with authority in the name of Jesus Christ. I don't care where I've come from, where I am or where I'm going. I declare with the unction of the Holy Ghost, there is revival in this place. Reveal that revival. Reveal your word and your truth to us today by the authority of your word and the power of your name. I give you all the glory and praise that's due your name. Everybody shout in the name of Jesus. You may be seated in Jesus' name. There is revival in this place. Haven't preached in at least two months, so my voice is a bit pure right now. Don't have the raspiness and preacher voice and it's already going out on me after one sermon so you're gonna to have to preach with me more than 50 percent of you everybody's gonna to have to preach with me today I want you to say this with me there is revival in this place I want you to hold up a hand and I want you to declare in this place there is revival in this place now I want you to take that same hand and I want you to point it at yourself and declare there is revival in this place. Don't just repeat it, but declare it. There is revival. I may haven't felt it in a long time, but there's revival in this place. I want you to take that same finger and I want you to close your eyes and I want you to focus in on a soul that's not here. Maybe they're backslidden. Maybe somebody that you want to focus in on that's never been here before. You want to focus in on your family or a friend or a lost soul. I want you to begin to point that finger towards them and declare right now there is revival in this place. Come on, declare it. There is revival in this place. Amen. As Pastor Myers and I spoke about this week specifically of revival services, the thing that came into conversation, the words that were spoken was that these first few days of 
2021, the services that we will hold together will be a time of spiritual emphasis. There's nothing more in the world that we need more than a spiritual emphasis, an emphasis on the Spirit. John the Baptist prophesied in Matthew chapter 3, verse 11, when he said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Everybody say fire. I don't know about you, but I want that fire in me. I've received the Holy Ghost. I spoke in tongues when the Holy Ghost came. Been to the water, been baptized. But I want that fire in me. I'm not trying to bifurcate the two and say there's two separate things. I'm just saying whatever that fire is, I want it inside of me. I don't know if you can define it in words, but I know you can see it in somebody when you realize, man, they don't just have the Holy Ghost. They've got the fire of the Holy Ghost inside of them. In 2021, the thing I want more than anything in this world is the fire of the Holy Ghost consuming me from the inside out. The spiritual emphasis, the emphasis of the Spirit. Notice what Jesus said in John 7, 37. It says that in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried. He cried this word saying, If anyone thirst, if you're thirsty, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Out of your innermost being will flow a river. No, not just a river. Rivers of living water. I'm going to say it again. More than anything, I want the rivers of living water to flow in and out of me. Because in order for there to be revival in this place, there's got to be a baptism of the fire of the Holy Ghost. In order for there to be a revival in this place, there's got to be a belief in my soul on the name of Jesus Christ that's going to spring about an everlasting river of living water inside of me there is revival in this place one definition I have found looking up that word revival is this a reawakening of faith in the church a reawakening Meaning you've already been awakened. 
you've fallen asleep and now it's time to be reawakened. <laughs> you've already received the Holy Ghost. You've already come to church. You've already been baptized. You've already paid your dues. But somewhere, fallen asleep. So the Spirit of God, which oftentimes is referred to as a quickening spirit. Quickening spirit. A quickening means it makes alive. And at some point in my walk with God, I have fallen asleep. As Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, he said, I, I, I saw Jesus. In fact, over 500 people saw Jesus after the resurrection. I saw the resurrected Christ. And 500 others saw the resurrected Christ. He says, of whom the greater part remain, but some have fallen asleep. And spiritually, I believe that to be relevant for us today when we can truly see that many of us have experienced we have tasted, we have seen, we have felt the resurrection of Jesus Christ of whom the greater part remain, but Paul says, but some have fallen asleep. And what I want to happen inside of me is a reawakening of my faith in Jesus Christ. There is revival in this place. <laughs> Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6, know ye not that your body, everybody say my body. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. Point to somebody and say, it's in you. Know ye not that your body, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own, for you were bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. There is revival in this place. Paul also wrote, in fact, it was his very last letter that he would write before he was to be executed. What's interesting is that he had already been persecuted many times. He writes it in the book of Corinthians and says, I've been shipwrecked many times and I've had this happen and that happen. And now, here he is just before his execution, writing his final letter. Not to mention the fact that where he wrote this last letter was in a place of quarantine. I know we're not supposed to say that word in 2021 anymore, but I'm just preaching. Don't blame me. He had been quarantined in house arrest for seven years. <laughs> We've been quarantined, and, and, and really, Florida can't complain too much. My wife and I were so glad when they said unto me, let's go to Florida. <laughs> Literally, from Oregon to Florida. Oregon to Florida is, is about as far as you can travel literally and figuratively in the United States. 
we went from, I mean, the most extreme shutdown, and we got off the plane. I, we were walking through the airport. I said, as soon as I got off the plane, I took my mask off, and I said, oh, it feels good. <laughs> I said, I can walk without a mask until I see the sign in the airport, masks are required. I said, okay, a few more steps. <laughs> I'll be all right. <laughs> Breathe that fresh air. Stop smelling my own breath, you know, it's good. <laughs> had been quarantined for seven years and he's writing his last letter knowing he's about to be executed his time was about to expire and so he chose his audience wisely and he chose his content wisely he chose his audience to be his son in the gospel his son in Christ his son in faith Timothy the son in the gospel, the son in faith that he had traveled with and experienced highs and lows with, and the son in the gospel that he had trained and mentored for several years, and now he's writing his final letters to this son in the gospel, Timothy. And he says to him in 2 Timothy 1.5, he says, Timothy, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, Timothy, when I remember, when I think about who you are, and I remember your unfeigned, that word means genuine. When I think about you, Timothy, I think about your genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice. I'm persuaded, Timothy, that it's in you also. Why does he take a whole verse to emphasize that it is in you? He is telling him, I remember, Timothy, who you are. And I remember your prayers. And I remember that anointing on you when you preached here and there. He said, I remember when I think about your ministry and your walk with God. There is real faith in you. It's in you, Timothy. Whether you realize it or not, I know you went through a bad year and you may feel like it's not there anymore. I know you feel like your faith is gone, but I want to remind you, it's still there. Oh, turn to somebody and say, it's still there. You may not feel it, but it's still there. It may have walked away for just a moment, but it's still there. You may not have prayed for a little while, but your faith is still there. You may not have run the aisles or danced in the altar. You may not have talked in tongues, but it's still there. I need to remind somebody right now, you still have faith. It's still there. It's still there. It's still there. You may not have progressed to where you want to be, but look where you're at right now. You're in the house of the almighty God. There's still faith somewhere inside of you. So when we establish that you do still have faith, let's go another step further. He says, so Timothy, since I remember your faith, let me help you remember something. Verse 6. I want you to remember to stir up 
the gift of God, which is in you. Point to yourself and say, it's in there. Which is in you by the putting on of my hands. What he's saying is, I know it's there because I'm the one who laid my hands on you and saw it come. So I'm your witness. It's still there. Almost every person that I have the privilege and honor to pray with who receives the gift of the Holy Ghost, if I'm the only one standing there, I'll grab some other people. I, I've probably done it to y'all. And I'm praying and boom, someone receives the Holy Ghost. I say, hey, brother, come over here. I said, look, he's speaking in tongues. You know why? Because tomorrow I'm going to get on a plane and I'm flying out. And this person is going to start doubting that it's even in there. Because we all doubt. We all have unbelief because we all have flesh. And your greatest enemy to your greatest revival is not the devil. It's your flesh. Oh, that didn't go over very well. Let me remind you, no devil in hell can stop the revival that's in this place. There is no devil on earth that can stop the revival in this place. No weapon formed against us is able to prosper because greater is he that's living, living in me. There's no devil that can stop the revival that's in this place. But we can stop it. I'm going to say that again. We can stop it. The flesh says... I know my tongue did some funny things, but maybe that was just me. Maybe that was just this. Maybe I was just under peer pressure. And maybe this or maybe that. That's why I'll grab a witness or two. I'll say, look at them speaking in tongues. Because I'm leaving. I'm flying out, you know. And tomorrow, when this person wakes up and says, I'm not sure. Oh, I know we can't say that as Pentecostals. You may be Pentecostal, but you're also a person. And if Jesus could doubt, Jesus, Jesus struggled. Oh, yeah. When he was up under pressure, he said, Father, is there another way out of this? See, what separated Jesus from the rest of us, like me, he didn't stop there. He said, is there another way out of this? If not, I'll go through it. I would prefer another way out. But if not, I'll go through it. Brother Stone King, he would always preach. If you speak to the mountain and it doesn't move, you need to climb it. If there's another way out of this, get me out. Wake up the next day and you're still smack dab in the middle of the shadow of death. Well, I must be destined to go through. But you know, there's a through the valley anointing. See, 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 it, it's a good testimony to say, God, help me escape that. Man, he took me around that mess. 
But it's a whole nother testimony to say, he didn't take me out of it, but he took me through it. <laughs> you see, there's a through the valley kind of anointing that David said, though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not gonna be afraid of any evil because God is with me. And on the other side of the valley, watch out. He said, you're going to anoint my head with oil. I'm sorry, but I feel like preaching in this place. He said, you're going to anoint my head with oil. What's the oil? It's the Holy Ghost. It's the Spirit. He said, you're going to give me the Spirit. You're going to anoint me again. I was dry yesterday, but watch out. I'm about to overflow. Do I have any honest Pentecostals here today? I was dry. I was dry in that valley, Pastor Myers. I was dry. I was bone dry. When he invited me to preach, I'll be honest with you. I said, you sure you want someone like me preaching in your pulpit? I'm dry. I was dry in that valley. I was dry in that shadow. I couldn't pray. I didn't know how to sing. I didn't know how to rejoice. But when it brought me through, all of a sudden, when I felt like I would never be anointed again, he said, here's my power. Here's my glory. Here's my anointing. You ain't dry no more. Somebody lift up your hands. I prophesy and anoint Hashaka. I prophesy an anointing on your head right now. sees the amount of anointing I'm about to put back in I'm about to overflow I'm about to run over I'm about to pour out an abundance of my spirit there is revival in this place Just take a moment and pray in the Holy Ghost. There's an overflow of His Spirit happening. Watch this. Watch this, when he says to him, <laughs> I know it's in you, I, I'm the one that laid hands on you. That's why I get witnesses. Because when that person 
comes back or doesn't come back and you realize that they've been doubting their experience, you can say, no, 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 no. I was there. I laid my hands on you. It's still there. They say, no, no, but see, I received the Holy Ghost. And you, you tell me I received the Holy Ghost. And you tell me I spoke in tongues. And you tell me that I got the see, holiness of God inside of me, the righteousness. But I looked at pornography the next day. He said, it's all right. It's still there. It's in you. And Paul goes on and says, so this is what I'm going to tell you to do. Stir up the gift. Watch this. You don't need another gift. I won't get any aisle runners on this part. You don't need another gift. He's in charge of the other gifts. Gift of faith, discerning of spirits, gifts of healing, and all the others. He'll give you that when you need it. He'll give you that when he feels it's appropriate for you. But he says, the only thing you really need to stir up what's already there. Nothing wrong with another conference, but that's not even what you need either. Nothing wrong with another this and another that. But all you really need is to find a place where you can put your face in an altar. Whether that be in your car, at the job, in your home. Wherever you can find a place that you can pray and really pray until you stir up what's already there because there is revival in this place somebody point to you again and say there's revival in there interestingly the next verse he says because God didn't give you the spirit of fear what are you doing entertaining the spirit of fear when you've got revival in this place. What are you doing? Letting fear dictate your behavior when there's revival in this place. Fear leads to death. But the spirit of the living God, the spirit of revival is life. That's why Jesus said, he said, the spirit, it's a quickening spirit that makes alive. And he says, and my words are spirit. They are life. Fear will lead you to death. He said, but stir up the gift inside of you. Because God didn't give you the spirit of fear. I've asked myself the question, what am I doing entertaining articles and news clips and this and that? That all it does is it incites that spirit of fear in me. Because of the unknown, you don't know what's truth these days. Anything outside the Bible, you have no idea. I say it all the time, and you say it all the time. Well, I read this article online. I can find 10 other articles online that are completely opposite of that one article you read. And they got PhD behind their name too. But I read an article online. <laughs> Have you read the word of God? <laughs> he said, because it's God who's given you power, love, 
the sound mind. Hmm. We usually stop right there at that verse. But verse 8 really came to me this morning, and I thought it was relevant. Be not thou therefore. Be not thou there. That's King James' way of saying everything I'm about to say is contingent on what I just said. I said, you've got real faith. Everybody say real faith. So stir up the gift inside of you. Come on, say it. Stir up the gift inside of you. God didn't give you fear. Come on. He gave you power. He gave you love and a sound mind. Therefore, be thou a partaker. Oh, I skipped a good part. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. Why does he say that? Because a lot of times the testimony isn't what you expected. Don't be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. But I thought, and he did, don't be ashamed of the testimony of the Lord. His testimony may not line up with your prayers and your expectation. But don't be ashamed of how it ended up. God was in charge. He says, don't be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner. But be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel. Watch this. According to the power of the devil. No. Be a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Stop retreating from the afflictions. Stop hiding from the afflictions. Stop running from the afflictions. And embrace the afflictions of the gospel of our Lord. <laughs> Woo! I could have finished this four minutes ago. Y'all were up here but I don't know I felt the Lord say no keep digging a little bit so you, you just throw him under the bus if you don't like where I'm going here but Paul says there's faith in you yet and there's Holy Ghost in you yet get rid of fear stir up power love and a sound mind and embrace the afflictions Amazing. One year ago, today, January the 3rd, 2020, I was preaching the Australia General Conference, and I was awakened at 2 or 3 in the morning to the sound of the fire alarm, which was very startling. Not just startling, but very startling because of the fact that I was there in Australia in the midst of the nationwide wildfires that were literally ravaging the entire nation of Australia. And it's not comforting when any fire alarm goes off at two or three in the morning, which for some reason that's when they always go off. I don't care if the battery's dead or there's actual fire. It's always at two or three in the morning. I don't know what that is. it's all about, but 
it went off about two or three in the morning. The lady comes on the PA system of the hotel that I was staying in and says, don't be alarmed. There's no fire here. Smoke has come into the city and smoke has filled the hotel. And the general superintendent of Australia calls me a couple hours later, about seven in the morning and says, I'm so sorry, but general conference is canceled. He said, I just went over to the convention center and it's full of smoke. I opened the door and we couldn't even go in. Stay in your room. We'll let you know what happens. I began to read the Bible and pray that day. And the Lord brought me to this verse exactly one year ago today. And I feel that it's no coincidence that God has brought me here to this pulpit for such a time as this with this word. In 2 Chronicles 7 and 1, Scripture says that Solomon had finished praying. Everybody say he finished praying. And fire came down. See, that's something to note because natural fire goes up. But this fire came down. <laughs> fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices. And the glory of the Lord filled, filled, not touched, not goosebumped, filled the temple. And the priests could not enter the house of the Lord. They opened the door and said, Whew, we can't go in. His spirit has filled this place. They could not go in because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. And when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down. And the glory of the Lord on the temple. They bowed their faces to the ground on the pavement. They had a parking lot service. Have y'all had any of those? That didn't sound too exciting. Yeah. Y'all had any of those? Yeah. They had a parking lot service. And they, they put their faces on the pavement. You ever done that? I did it one time when I got arrested. Man, I shouldn't have said that. I'll, I'll tell the story later, but I was innocent. It was last week and I, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> My, okay, I have to, okay. My friend... And I were driving from his house in El Paso to Austin. He had to go through the border patrol thing. And he had a marijuana pipe in his trunk, in his suitcase, with the residue of marijuana in it. No marijuana, no bag, nothing. But they had the drug dogs out there. And we're going through the border patrol thing. And the dog smells his marijuana and jumps on our car. And starts barking and everything else. And the cop says, you know, do you have drugs? He says, no, I don't have any drugs. And they pull out the stuff, they find the pipe, and they throw us on the ground and put their foot on our back. And literally, my face is on the pavement. <laughs> I know what it feels like. <laughs> Fortunately, this wasn't in worship. And it's not on my record. Thank the Lord. <laughs> they bowed their faces down on the pavement. And watch. And they worshiped and praised. 
saying, for he is good. For his mercy endures forever. When I was getting ready for church, I didn't envision me not sitting in my padded pew today. When I was getting ready for church, I assumed there was going to be three songs and announcements and another song and the preaching. I didn't envision my face on the pavement. I didn't envision us not being allowed to go in. But now that we're here, let me do what I still feel to do. Lord! <laughs> You're still good. And your mercy endures forever. Let me do what I feel like doing for a few seconds. I feel like dancing. I feel like shouting. I feel like praising. Not because of everything he's done for me. No, but because he's good. He's good. He's good. He's good. Has it been good to you? Has it been good to you? Then you ought to worship the Lord. to your feet verse 12 same chapter then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said I have heard I heard your prayer I've heard prayer notice it's past tense he didn't say I hear your prayer so I'm here he said I heard your prayer which means when he finally showed up he didn't show up in the present he showed up in the later <laughs> maybe I should say it like this he showed up in the latter as maybe why the latter is going to be greater than the former he heard my prayer. He didn't show up when I prayed, but he heard my prayer. Oh, is anybody hearing me? He heard your prayer. He hasn't shown up yet. He heard your prayer. Hasn't healed yet. He heard your prayer. Hasn't delivered yet. He heard your prayer. He said, Solomon, I know I wasn't there when you prayed, but I'm here now.
I'm not going to explain why I didn't show up when you prayed. But what I'm here to tell you is this. I have chosen this place. I've chosen. Somebody point back to yourself and say, I've chosen this place. Paul says, this place, this temple is the body. The body is this place. The body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. He said, I've chosen this place, this place, this place, this place, this place. Come on, this place, this place. Uh, somebody's starting to get it. This place. This place. You heard me right. He said, I chose. I know you've been dry. I know you've been weak. But I choose where I move. I choose where the revival happens. I choose my vessel. And I chose this place. There is revival in this place. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Seek the Lord for a moment. There's a spirit of the Lord moving here right now. There's a reawakening spirit moving right now. There's a quickening spirit moving right now. Come on, just seek the Lord for a moment. This place, this place, uh, this place. I chose for myself. I chose it for myself. I chose your vessel for my glory. tell you what I feel in the Holy Ghost I see somebody grabbing a hold of this simple declaration of faith when you walk into the grocery store you walk into your job you walk into the gas station declaring in your spirit there's revival in this place I see a man and I see a woman of God 
marching with the authority of the Holy Ghost, not because of who you are, but because of who he is. Understanding what's inside of you and declaring everywhere you go, everywhere the Lord would lead you, you declare there's revival. There's a reawakening of his spirit in this place. God said in the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. I know I didn't show up when you prayed. But I heard you when you prayed. And I'm here now. And I'm letting you know I chose you. I see somebody in the Holy Ghost declaring for themselves there's revival here in this place i see that an anointing of fire beginning to overflow in a cup in a vessel and that person going to their home and declaring my home is a place of revival there is revival in this place i see the glory of the lord filling somebody's home today and i see that as that that spirit begins to overflow in your home it begins to move into your neighborhood into your city into this world as the lord god said if my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways I will hear from heaven forgive their sin and heal their land somebody say heal my land there is revival in this land I curse every negative voice that would say there's wickedness in this land there's corruption in this land there's sin in this land and I release the spirit of faith to begin to declare there is revival in this place there is revival in this place would you come to this altar every one of you right now with hands lifted and hearts open with a declaration of faith right now would you come with faith no hesitation no fear would you come quickly to this altar with your hands lifted with your hearts open declaring under the gift of faith a, a prophetic word there is revival for you there is revival in this place I haven't felt it in a long time, but there's revival in my spirit today. There's revival in my heart today. There's revival in my mind today. Somebody stir up the gift of God that's in you. I want to give an invitation to those who have never received the gift of the Holy Ghost. If you've never received the gift of God's Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, God gave us a tangible sign, an initial sign for us to know and understand that we have received this gift, this invisible gift of His Spirit through speaking in other tongues. If you've never received this, I want to de declare this space right here, right in the center. 
I want to declare this space right here for anybody that has not received the gift of the Holy Ghost for the first time. I want you to come stand right here as quickly as you can. And somebody in this church, a leader, will pray with you. And you're going to receive this gift today in the name of Jesus. Would you come and stand right up here in Jesus' name? If you know there's someone near you that hasn't received the gift of the Holy Ghost, go to them right now wherever they are wherever you are and say hey would you come with me to the altar today God's gonna fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost if there's someone near you that you think they may not have received the gift of the Holy Ghost before would you go to them right now and say hey God wants to give you this gift would you come and pray with me if they're not willing to come right here ask them can I pray with you right here and when you pray with them God's gonna fill them with the gift of the Holy Ghost do we have any leaders and altar workers do we have anybody that can come and line up with these several right here we have people seeking to receive the Holy Ghost you know who you are would you come if you're one of the leaders if you're one of the leaders that prays in the altar and altar worker would you come right here but this word is for everybody today I believe that this week is a spiritual emphasis week but there is no emphasis on the spirit where there is not room for his spirit to spring forth from every heart and every soul in this place what I want you to do whether it takes you two minutes or two hours I want everybody to lift up your hands before you pray I want you to close your eyes a New Year's resolution the word resolution is also a synonym of the word determination a made-up mind I've got a made-up mind right now that there's revival in this place concerning my body my temple my soul there's revival in this place every hand lifted every eye closed you're declaring that right now as a, a determination a resolution in your spirit yes there's revival right here now I want you to take another step in your spirit and say I will not leave this service until I have stirred up that gift inside of me until I have stirred up that revival inside of me until I have been awakened or reawakened to my faith in the Holy Ghost until my head is anointed with oil and my cup runneth over would you open your mouth and lift up your voice and stir up the gift of God Lord, right now. Everybody, come on, push and pray. Seek the Lord. There's revival in this place. This place. In this place. Chains are broken, chains are broken. 